This week on The Breakup Breakdown. Much love at first red flag. Our second time meeting, he told me that he loved me. I was just so caught up in the whirlwind of all of it. He then said, oh, my friend and I might get married as a joke. And they actually got married. It gets uh, quite a bit messier after that. If you ever experienced some kind of love bombing, this episode is really going to hit for you. When a whirlwind romance turns sour, her ex does something so unexpected. I literally did not see it coming. Hey, what's up? It's Abby for The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Hey, if you have a breakup story that you want to share, or maybe you've been following somebody on social media for a while, and you've always been curious about their breakup, you can submit those stories and inquiries in the episode description. There is a submission form in there. Also, if you like following your podcast on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast. If there's a certain part of this interview that you would like to jump to, I always keep timestamps in the episode description. And as always, I'd appreciate it if you left us a positive review. Last but not least, this week we are raising awareness for the Safe House Domestic Violence Shelter in Las Vegas, Nevada. They are a counseling and advocacy center where you can volunteer or donate to help victims in the Las Vegas area. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. Today, I'm joined by none other than the one, the only, co-worker Justin. Ex-co-worker Justin. Oh, I forgot. Oh my gosh, ex-co-worker Justin. I'm still not used to this. For those of you who don't follow me on my personal accounts, I recently joined a new morning show in Atlanta, Georgia called The Burt Show, and I actually accidentally talked about coworker, ex-coworker Justin on the show and everyone was like, who the hell is that? And I was like, sorry, you guys aren't caught up yet. You guys don't know. You guys don't know about coworker Justin. <laughs> Torfer Justin's well, the real one. Listen, I, you know, I, it's one of those things, uh, you know, I, I'd rather you be hyping me up than not, I guess, you know? No, I was talking about how much I love and miss coworker Justin and how I have to make all these new coworker friends, which if you guys want to get to know me a little bit more and get to know my new coworkers, you can check out my Instagram at the Abby Murphy. Um, not to brag, but I recently <laughs> got verified. And I know. <laughs> I feel really cool. I feel really relevant, which is so stupid. I was in Charleston at a wedding and someone commented someone thought someone was me on one of your posts so you tagged me and I saw the verify thing I was literally at the wedding and I went oh damn she got verified and everyone was like what are you talking about I know I was drinking too when it happened so I really thought I was tripping balls but alas <laughs> it's a real thing but anyway if you want to get to know me a little bit more and my other co-workers I have the new show that I'm a part of linked in my Instagram bio we put out like a lot of fun content and I put out some really fun crazy dating stories on there too so feel free to check it out but this podcast isn't specifically about my love life it's about other people's heartbreaking breakup so let's get into this week's submission so this week I got a submission from someone who had known this guy from like some point in their lives. And this person knew that he had had a long-term girlfriend of a few years. It was pretty serious because he had kids and she had kids. You know, it wasn't like a high school fling. And so she sent this in because she was like, you know, the last I'd heard, he was doing a long distance thing with some chick. And then all of a sudden I see he's eloped with somebody else. She said somebody sent her a screenshot from a family member of his social media and and they were both just kind of like, what the hell? Like, what happened to the other chick? They were together for, I mean, I don't have it listed, but she said years. So, I mean, I'm assuming this is like two, three, four, five years. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like a really abrupt elopement. They were almost like, was this a joke? What's going on? So that's what we're getting to the bottom of this week. Do you think if there's like a quick turnaround like that, there's usually something suspicious going on? I feel like that's the first conclusion we jumped to. We're like, he was cheating. She was cheating. This well, must yeah. have been lingering for a long time and 
all of a sudden he just decided to drop his ex-girl and get married to this chick. But here's the thing. If you're going to jump to a new relationship, you don't need to get married. That's my right. thing. They got married. Do you think it's like, a, I'm going to show him like if, it, if you break up because whatever. By the way, it's the guy that got married. So the, oh. woman, the woman here, I guess, is not. Well, maybe she is in the fault. Who knows what she did? Yeah. So like it's the, the guy, guy in like, the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So like the guy's like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show her that I was ready to commit. Maybe she wasn't ready to commit or something. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be interesting that talk to it? Because I feel like we typically talk about men that are afraid of commitment. And so they cheat and they act out. But how interesting would it be to talk to a woman who was maybe afraid of committing to him? And he's like, you know what? Screw her. I'm going to date this chick. And like, you know, there's a lot a lot better ways to like say you're not ready for a commitment than like cheating on somebody. <laughs> you no, know, literally. And there's a better way to say that you're ready for a commitment other than just getting married to some rando. I feel like that's that's another thing, by the way. You know, everyone, when when I asked Nicole to marry me, there was that whole like, oh my gosh, were you nervous? I was like, no, I knew she was going to say yes. Like, I can't imagine thinking about posing to someone and not knowing like it's definitely going to be a yes. If there's any doubt, I'm not doing it. If there's doubt, then that means there's something you got to figure out first, you know? You either have to decide that this person is right for you and you want to move forward with it or you got to get out of Dodge. So I wonder, did this woman just decide, okay, I'm going to get out of Dodge? And he said, okay, well, screw you. I'm going to get married to somebody else. That's what it feels like. I feel like this is our hypothesis. If she decided (laughs) that she wasn't ready for commitment, then he would run off and elope with somebody else because he wanted to be married. That's my hypothesis. That's each one, right? That's how I, that's what I learned in biology in freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that or he had this other person on the side already. And then when like it was over, it's like, okay, well, let's just get married. Like, cause that was just us. (laughs) Okay. So those are our two theories. She was afraid of commitment or. Or mm-hmm. had this side piece going on for a hot second and the moment they split up from me he just decided to finally go full sem with this lady and then they got married and even if not I can almost guarantee that somebody that is friends with them was like ah that was kind of quick she, maybe there was some like overlap you know and I know they claim it didn't happen Haley Bieber Selena Gomez situation in here you know like so let's figure out what happened was it a, a side piece situation was it a fear of commitment let's get down to the bottom of things and break down this week's breakup. We met in Las Vegas. We were both on vacation there and just happened to meet. And I should have seen red flags sooner. <laughs> when you said that you meet, I'm picturing you at a day club, like a pool party, high heels. Where are y'all at? I was going to meet my dad at a Cirque du Soleil show and I stopped on the strip at one of the fancy bars in like the Cosmopolitan Hotel. And that's where we met. Love at first sight or love at first red flag? I pretty much love at first red flag. We met that night and talked for hours. I ended up being late to the show and we just seemed like we had a ton in common and we exchanged information and everything. And then we went out, I think that was the next day, literally our our second time meeting. And he told me that he left me and I should have really seen that as a big red flag. When he's saying I love, what's making you believe it if you believed it at all? We definitely had like a really strong instant connection, but I feel like a lot of that was probably me telling him things 
things about me and then him kind of mirroring that stuff to make me like him more, if that makes sense. He was just very good. He's very, very charming. Seemed like he had his shit together. We went through a lot of the same stuff in our past. So I was like, this is great. Like somebody that understands. It just ended up not <laughs> being that at all. Did you but, say you loved him back? Oh, for sure. Because I was just so caught up in the whirlwind of all of it. I'm meeting this guy, like this super handsome stranger in Vegas, like this perfect. We were also like kind of drunk and I definitely fell pretty hard for him pretty fast. But there definitely was alarm bells in the back of my head saying nobody should love somebody this quickly. This is not right. Yeah, but not love is blind or The Bachelor. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. So how long were you in this relationship? What did that relationship look like? Was it good? Was it rocky? So we were together for just about three years. All of it was long distance. I was actually supposed to move there in the spring of this upcoming year. And thankfully I did not. I'm really glad. And I was kind of maybe in my head trying to put it off because I knew that there were so many red flags. Our relationship was fairly good for the first six months. Treated me like an absolute princess. Like everything was great. And then he would start saying things like, oh, you said you were going to the bathroom and that you were going to call me back and you didn't call me back till two hours later. And I have a kid. He has three kids. Life gets busy. But he just started being very controlling in that sense and wanted to be on FaceTime 24-7. He thought I was cheating on him, which I never did. Never gave him any reason to think that I did. And it got to a point where we were on FaceTime all night, every single night, because he just <laughs> wanted to feel secure, I guess. And I thought it was cute at the time. But then as we were splitting up, he said that he liked to do that because he wanted to make sure that I wasn't cheating on him. There is no part of me that ever gave you any reason to believe that. Yeah, when you say that, it reminds me of stories that I've recorded where the person that was cheating was yeah. bringing that up. So my alarm bells are already going off and I'm going to go ahead and assume that's where our story is leading us. <laughs> so uh, talk to me about the demise of this relationship. So three years, it comes to an end. I'm assuming it did not happen overnight. It honestly kind of did. It oh, was, I think yeah, <laughs> it was fairly good for the most part, but I think I was just like kind of placating him at this point. Throughout our relationship, there was a lot of red flags that I saw that I just kind of ignored because he had promised me kind of this life and that he was going to marry me and all this stuff and kind of everything that I've ever wanted, like the white picket fence life. I got used to kind of being under his thumb and like letting him decide how things went. And he would go out near the last seven or eight months of our relationship. He would start going out all the time till five or six in the morning and not responding to me. And that's when I started to get suspicious about if he was cheating or if he was doing drugs or something. One night he came home, called me at like seven o'clock in the morning and he had a huge gash under his eye, black eye. And he said that somebody had thrown a log at his face at a campfire. That did not make sense to me at all. And he ended up going to his friend's house. He said it was this guy and his girlfriend. And it turns out the girl was his friend. It doesn't bother me. Like it never bothered me that he had female friends. I have male friends, even though he was a little bit more iffy about me having male friends, of course, but I never had any issues with it, never brought it up. So he ended up going to this girl's house. She stitched it up for him, I guess. And then he finally called me and gave me this log story. Interesting. I feel like this girl who stitched up his eye plays a bigger role. Am I right in thinking that? You know what? To this day, I still don't know for sure. Okay, so she's so, just some girl who knew how to stitch up an eye. I mean, I guess so. They ended up being friends.
friends throughout the rest of our relationship and stuff. And I met her. She seemed nice and normal. And but one of her friends is the one that's uh, the issue long term. Let's get to that because you said it kind of ended overnight, even though you were noticing red flag and some behavioral differences where he's going out, not really acting how like a committed man in a relationship should act. Yeah. What led up to the end? He had gone out one night and came back and had broken his hand punching somebody. I never really got the full truth on that story either. Turns out he was with this one girl that was friends with the girl that stitched up his eye and a bunch of other people. He started talking about this girl more and more and I was kind of getting suspicious about it a little bit and I asked him about it and he promised me, no, 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 nothing's happening. And then we were just fighting a lot more, but it wasn't anything crazy. Like there, it was more just little arguments. And then one day he kind of just sprung it on me that he wanted to take a break. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I think we both need this. And then a couple days later, he calls me. We break up, but we agree that it's only going to be for a short period of time, that we still love each other. And so for the next week and a half after we break up, we're still telling each other we love each other, still FaceTiming every day, talking constantly. And then he tells me that he's going to Vegas with all his friends because we broke up and he's sad and he just wants to go. And all of his friends apparently paid for his trip down there. So I was like, that's good. I'm glad that you have that that support system because it seemed like it was just as hard on him as it was on me. And he then said, oh, my friend and I might get married as a joke or we might just take pictures, like get a wedding dress, take pictures and stuff. And I was like, that's really weird. But I mean, I guess whatever. It's your life. I told him I didn't think it was a good idea because this girl was also coming out of a marriage and had children and I didn't think that it was going to end well. And then a few days after that, after he got to Vegas, I find out that he only went with the girl and they actually got married and I found out by his sister posting pictures of it on Facebook. Well, yeah, when she posted on Facebook, like what is the post say? Like, congrats on my brother on his. Yeah, yeah. Literally congrats name on finally getting hitched. Like, I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. And then pictures of him and his new wife at a Vegas chapel. You're kidding. No. Okay, so what's the story with this girl? You said that she was friends with the, the chick that stitched up his eye. Yeah. And so he had started hanging out with her more and more or like her friend group anyways but he told me that she was this huge mess and that she was doing drugs all the time and she had these kids and he had to take her home all the time when she was wasted and take care of her and blah 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 I don't know how much of that is true now but definitely something was going on there I don't know for how long or what the deal was and frankly I don't really care anymore but oh my gosh then it gets uh, quite a bit messier after that okay continue <laughs> I cut off all contact with him after that, block him on absolutely everything, his entire family, because I just don't care anymore. And I'm just done. Whether it was a real wedding or not at that point, I still didn't know for sure, because he said that they might post pictures of it. And I feel like he was just testing the waters to see what my reaction would be to it, I guess, if he actually got married. And then he starts emailing me all the time, texting my mom and just trying to get me to get back in contact with him, apologizing for everything, basically just saying that I deserve clarity and closure on this whole situation, which I did not want from him whatsoever. And I still do not want from him. And he... Sent back some of my clothes in a box. And this was probably two months after we split up. And he ended up writing me this really long letter, printed it out and put it in the box with my stuff. So now I have anxiety whenever I check my mailbox, which is super fun. <laughs> what did the letter say? Oh, man. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. So oh, hell yeah. Read that. Snippets from it. <laughs> 
I'll take snippets of the best part. Okay, for um, a, dr- a dramatic reading. Let me add some static <laughs> music to this. Basically starts off saying, I wish we had the chance to talk and clear the air. I've deliberated telling you this even while we were together because I don't know if it would do more harm than good. It's not what you expect and I can't in good conscience leave it on the table, especially if for some odd or miraculous reason you reached out and something happened. So I'll leave it here. <laughs> Months back, I found out that my congenital heart defect was no longer benign. He had a heart defect when he was born and it was never an issue after that. I I do not believe any single part of this whatsoever. Basically saying that he was terminal and he didn't want to do that to me and my daughter and have us move down there and have him die pretty much and goes on to apologize about all this, saying that he lied to me about using cocaine uh, so that I would be fine with ending things because because that's a deal breaker for me. What else is in here? Oh, I need you to know that I did not leave you for someone else, nor was there ever anyone else. I know it looks differently and I know if you do some research, it reinforces that, but that situation is not what it seems. I'm not going to get into details here. All that matters is that I understand that was awful for you to see on your end. And for that part, I'm sorry to you and your family. And I'm grateful for our time together, blah, 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 bunch of other stuff. But the gist of it is him saying that, oh, we actually broke up because I have this heart disease that, you know, I was going to die and I didn't want you to move down here. And I didn't tell you for a year, even though I knew a year prior to us breaking up, apparently. I have more questions than answers at this point. <laughs> I'm assuming after that wedding, he got like a divorce or an annulment, right? Um, <laughs> No, they're still together. I don't think they are at this point. That's where it gets even messier. This is so much, I know, but it's just drama after drama after drama. And I literally have not said a single word to this man in seven months. And he's still like every week there's something new. It's ridiculous. He keeps texting my mom all of these things because he has a bunch of my daughter's stuff down there that we're trying to coordinate me getting back. So that's the only reason that there's still any contact whatsoever. But it's all through my mom and he keeps telling her these long sob stories and sending her these text messages that she so gracefully sends to me and I get to screenshot for my friends uh, viewing pleasure so that they can have a good laugh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they stayed together, might not be together now, but as of him sending that letter, they were still together. They were still together legally anyways. Yeah, for sure. To baffle me every freaking day. My gosh. I feel like that would almost make it easier for you to move past this relationship. 110%. Okay, yeah. Not even a blip on my radar anymore. It does not bother me anymore. It just, I'm mad that I wasted three years of my life on this human. But at the same time, I'm so, so glad I didn't move down there and kind of start a life and then feel like I was kind of stuck after moving 13 hours away to a different country. Yeah. Well, I mean, three years is a long time to be committed to somebody. I mean, what were some of the reasons that made you want to stay in that relationship? Because there was times that he was really good to me and he was very, very good with his words, as you can probably tell through the letter. Oh, man, you know, is a poet. Absolutely. And he's very good at kind of telling me what I want to hear. And he would post these long things on Facebook for everybody to see, like these paragraphs and paragraphs about how much he loves me. And looking back, also another red flag. After the first few months, he didn't really do that in private as much anymore. And it was all for the social media, which looking back, not a great look. Not a great look. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we talk a lot about red flags on this podcast. I know for a freaking fact somebody is listening right now and they're in a relationship where they're experiencing said red flags or toxic behavior or whatever vocab term they want to throw at it. Mm -hmm. What would you tell that person that is just putting on those rose colored glasses and ignoring them? If you feel like something is not right, it is not right. And you need to leave. There is a reason that your body is telling you that. And there is so many 
many different signs that your body can give you with that. And you really just need to listen to yourself because you're going to end up wasting your time and you're you're going to hurt your heart and the people around you. It's not going to be a good time for anybody. So you really need to listen to yourself. A woman's intuition is a powerful thing. Absolutely. Let me twist that question in a different direction. If you could go back and tell yourself at any point in time to stop ignoring and get out, what would you say and when would you upset it to yourself? Oh, day one, for sure. <laughs> if I could go back, it's hard to say because the relationship did teach me a lot and I do, I communicate a lot better now because I had to because I was forced to. There was times where I didn't want to talk about things and he would keep me up till three, four o'clock in the morning and we need to have this four hour conversation right now. And so that sucked for me. But now I think I communicate better, I guess, because of it. So kind of double-edged sword there. I wish that I hadn't put his kids and my child through that because they were all heartbroken at the end of that. So if I could save them that pain, then I absolutely would have pulled myself day one, get out, don't even think about it. Yeah, I totally forgot that you both are single parents and have, it's not just you in this relationship. Yeah. What has that been like moving past it? Like, how have you explained this? It was really, really hard with his kids. Like, he he didn't meet my daughter quite as many times because I was always the one going down there for the most part. We definitely talked on the phone all the time. and uh, But his kids had a really hard time with it from what he told me. That they told him that they hated him and that they were just super pissed off that I wasn't going to be around anymore. And it sucked because... I had so, I still have so much love for them. Like, in it, that's definitely the worst part of all of it because I loved them so incredibly much. And knowing that we just had like that special relationship and now because of their father's actions that I am not a part of their lives anymore. And it's tricky for sure. It seems like a very difficult living situation. I mean, for your dad mm-hmm. to just up and marry somebody after two weeks of a breakup happening. Yeah. yeah. I, I can imagine that's incredibly <laughs> difficult for them. You have one child or, or multiple children. One. How are they handling it? So she's pretty good for the most part. She does have special needs. So honestly, it was a little bit easier on that aspect of things because there's things that she does and doesn't understand. And I'm not like 100% sure if she understands the, the kind of situation and stuff. She definitely did miss him at first because she was so used to calling him and saying goodnight every night. Other than that, like she's been pretty good. We're just living our best life. Yeah, thank God. Well, glad that you have been able to get out of this relationship and that your life is better for it. Are there any other parting words or words of wisdom you would leave the audience with after the story? Um, I still have part of the story to share as oh, well. By, by all means, <laughs> share it. After he got married and after he was texting my mom a bunch, a few weeks ago, he reached out to my mom and said that the marriage was this big joke that went too far, he went too serious with it, and that he was actually roofied by this girl into getting married and like sent her a bunch of screenshots of messages with his friends as proof, I guess, saying that, oh, he did a drug test and it came back positive for roofies and now he doesn't have contact with her, but she still has engagement wedding ring on. So I don't know what part of that is true either. I don't believe anything involves anymore, but I don't think Justin yeah. knows how roofies work. No, no, I don't think he does. And he's perfectly happy smiling 
nothing in his wedding photos. So, I mean, I feel like if you got roofied, I don't believe any single part of that, but he's just trying anything at this point to make himself look better. Here's my follow-up question to that is when people saw it, did they have the reaction that I would assume that they would have? Like, did you get a lot of texts? I honestly did not because our lives were pretty separate at that point. He had somehow convinced me that most of his friends were shitty and they had ulterior motives and got me to delete them off of Facebook. Looking back, that was definitely his way of trying to keep things separate so he could have his fun, whatever life and keep me on the hook too. And immediately after I saw that, I deleted everybody, like I said, but his mom did add me back within 30 seconds of me deleting her off Facebook, or she tried to anyways, and then I just blocked it. What a weird thing to get your girlfriend to do. Yeah. Any other parts of the story that I haven't asked about? I think that's it for now. Tune in on Thursday's Breakdown bonus episode to hear us talk about love bombing, the most impulsive things we've done for love, and everything in between. Of course, there will be another main episode coming out on Tuesday, and don't forget, if you have a breakup story that you want to tell, or if there's somebody you've been following on social media and you've been curious about their breakup, you can submit all those stories and inquiries in the episode description. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.